Hey readers, welcome to the Brantford Public Library's Juicebox Book Talk. I'm Leanna. And I'm Laura. We are two Library 11 techs working in the Child and Youth Programming Department with a passion for children's literature. And this is the place to discover new and exciting book recommendations for kids. In each episode, we discuss a book we've read together as a buddy read, and then we choose a variety of titles for different ages based upon theme. We will explore books, spoiler free, available at the library in print and digital form, which include picture books, junior fiction, and graphic novels. So find your favorite book nook, get comfy, and let's get started. Episode eight. Here we are. Really? Eight. Wow. I believe we're into eight episodes. For this episode, our theme is mystery books. So we are going to discuss some mystery titles for the kids that we love and that we think they will enjoy too. For so sure. For our buddy read, we read Amari and the Knight Brothers, which is a hot new book, um, really popular right now. It is the first in the Supernatural Investigation series, and it's written by B.B. Alston. It's a debut. It's coming of age. It's in own voices with lots of magic. It's the perfect middle grade, I would suggest, for about 10 plus mm-hmm. history with lots of fantasy. And here's the setup. Amari and her mom are mourning her missing older brother, Quentin. He's been missing for months, and to make the situation even worse, his disappearance is being ignored by police. Although Quentin is well known around town as a promising, hardworking, and involved student, it's assumed that he's become involved in something illegal. He appeared to have a great job, but where he worked or how he was even paid, no one knows, which creates lots of speculation and concern around his choices. Amari doesn't believe her brother is a criminal and just wants to find him, even if no one will help. One day, a secret briefcase is delivered to her front door that only she can open. Inside, Amari discovers a message from Quentin and we're immediately pulled into this magical world. Amari is invited to try out for the Bureau of Supernatural Affairs, and she's sure this is where she will find her missing brother. Then the real fun begins. So good. I mean, and there's so many great things. I think, I mean, adults will love it too, because to me, there were lots of different pop culture feels throughout the whole book. I mean, the, the main villain in the, the book really reminded me of Hannibal Lecter and lots of different Harry Potter references. It could be felt throughout it too. And then I felt there was like a little bit of Peter Pan. And if you like Odd Squad that's on TVO, you could kind of feel that too, upside down magic, all that. So if you're into any of those books, like you're definitely going to love this stuff or any of this pop culture reference at all. It's, it's perfect. It's a great book for young and old. It definitely has all the magic and world building of Harry Potter, like the Harry Potter comparisons. I mean, ever since that book was published, there has been a plethora of books that come out that we compare to Harry Potter. But this one really resonated with me Mm. as probably the most Harry Potter comparable. Right. However, it was so unique on its own. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it reminded me a lot of Harry Potter. Like there's a, like, it reminded me a lot of Harry Potter and like Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, but it was so unique in its own way. And I think a lot of that plays into how B.B. Alston wrote Amari. Like, first of all, I had to like 
Google him because I hadn't heard of him before. Mm. And I, had, I thought it was a female author. I'm like, who can write? If you're not a female, how do you write a character like Amari so perfectly? Like he really encapsulated like her as a person and how she didn't fit in like her regular home life. She was always a bit of an outcast. And then she goes to this magical school slash camp. And she's also an outcast, which we right. won't give away the details of that. But he just, he wrote her so brilliantly. And I was yeah. just so surprised. I'm like, Bibi Alston has to have like older sisters or, or younger sibling, like female siblings. Um, daughter, maybe a daughter. daughter yeah, that's like, absolutely. Like he just, he wrote her so like, so well. The book is just full of so much character. I loved how he wrote in the elevators at the school. Like the school mm -hmm. in of itself is just a giant character. Like it was just so beautiful. I loved right. all the different um, classes of schools that you could that you could study. It was it was mm -hmm. just so cool. I just yeah. I thought it was really interesting, and the characters were there was just a lot of relatable characters for middle age readers to relate to. Absolutely. And like, to me, it was such a big story of like self-discovery, hope, determination, like really just not giving up on yourself. Right. And that was the one thing that I loved about Amari's character. So she just, she gained so much confidence throughout the book. Oh yeah. She was quite like, she was so confident and brave. Um, and she was gifted in a super mm -hmm. special way. Um, she's yeah, she's a fantastic role model. I, I love the quote. Um, where she says, I'm not the girl who gives up. I'm the girl who tries, the girl who fights, the girl who believes. I thought that mm -hmm. was beautiful. I really hope when the second book comes out next year that there is a layout of all the departments of supernatural investigations mm -hmm. and listing them where they are. Because every time they mentioned a new one, I was like, I, I just thought that was super cool. Yeah, it was great. It was a great read. So that's B.B. Alston's Amari and the Knight Brothers, Supernatural Investigations, number one. Okay, so I'll jump in with my first read, another strong female heroine. This is Enola Holmes, The Case of the Missing Marquise by Nancy Springer. This is also a part of a series. It's book one in a six book series. If it sounds familiar, if the title sounds familiar to you, it's also a Netflix film right now starring Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. It's a mystery mixed with historical fiction inspired by the Sherlock Holmes classics. And I would recommend this one again to middle graders 10 plus. So here's our setup. When Enola Holmes, the much younger sister of detective Sherlock Holmes discovers her mother has disappeared on the morning of her 14th birthday, she makes it a mission to find her. So she calls upon her brothers, Sherlock and Mycroft for assistance. Living a relatively secluded life with an unconventional mother on the family estate, Enola has never even met her famous siblings. In fact, Enola was brought up to feel as though they wanted nothing to do with her. When Sherlock and Mycroft visit her, Enola discovers the family dynamic is far more complicated than she'd thought. Her brothers have no interest in finding their mother and are much more keen to ship Enola off to boarding school. While she longs for a relationship with her brothers, Enola quickly realizes that she has little desire to meet their plans for her future. If their mother is to be found, she must do this on her own or alone, which coincidentally is Enola spelt backwards. 
armed with a cryptic book of ciphers, which was a gift from her mom, Enola sets out to solve not only one, but two mysteries and quickly finds herself in a series of dangerous situations, needing all her untapped skills as a member of the Holmes family in order to survive. Enola is intelligent, resourceful, daring, and spunky. She's a little eccentric and an absolute gem of a heroine. She's very much the product of her free-spirited and independent thinking mother, which adds a theme of feminism to the story. Each of the books in the series has a central mystery at its core that Enola has to solve. In many of the stories, the focus is on the role of the women in the 1900s. A major theme, which I believe to be a very positive one, includes Enola trying to be herself and escape gender constructs. Ciphers and cryptograms play an important part of the story and add a lot of fun to the mystery. These word puzzles reminded me a lot of Ben Gooderson's Winter House, which I also really loved. And we talked about a couple episodes ago. There's also a graphic novel adaptation by Serena Blasco. It's a much more condensed version of the story, but it's still a worthwhile read accompanied with some cute watercolored illustrations. So that's Nancy Springer's Enola Holmes, The Case of the Missing Marquise. All right, so I am here with my picture book selections for this month. I could have chosen a bunch of books, which um, I have listed a bunch of my honorable mentions that you'll notice in our show notes, but I've just chosen two to talk about. My first book to talk about is called, get ready for it, Pooh in the Zoo, The Great Pooh Mystery. <laughs> now listen, I know what you're thinking. It's a book about poo. You're right, like as an adult, you're like really a book about poo? But here's the thing, this book is so charming and so cute and like funny that kids are going to love it. So here's what the book's about. Um, young Bob McGrew was a keeper in the zoo and one day he discovers a bunch of poo everywhere and he's wondering, how did all this poo get here? Well, in comes Arabella Slater, a poo investigator, and she is there to help solve the mystery. So yeah, I know it's ew, it's poo, it's gross, but you know what? It's honestly, it's great for inferring the kids are going to like want to, you know, give their input. What? Do, why do you think this is happening? It's a great book to read with them out loud, especially. It's rhyming. It's funny. The illustrations are adorable. It's written by Steve Smallman and illustrated by Ada Gray, which I should not forget to mention. I should have said right off the top, but I didn't. Um, and I mean, if you know Steve Smallman, like he, he has great books and all of his picture books are fantastic. So I think that it's a great book and kids will laugh out loud. They'll just love it. So that's my first pick, Pooh in the Zoo, The Great Pooh Mystery by Steve Smallman and illustrated by Ada Gray. My next picture book is Beatrice Bly's Rules for Spies, The Missing Hamster, written by Sue Fleiss and illustrated by Beth Mills. Now, listen, I grew up... Um, loving Harriet the Spy. Like I can remember getting my allowance money, going to Jamie's Choice Books on Colburn Street in downtown Brantford to buy my copy of Harriet the Spy. And I can tell you what the cover looked like. I still remember. So I'm, if you're, if you grew up loving Harriet the Spy, or if you want your children to be introduced to Harriet the Spy, this is a great book for that. So, um, Beatrice isn't just a spy. She's a super spy. She's taken on lots of missions at home to try and solve problems but she's ready for more. She has some spy rules. And I mean, I would fail at like one of the rules because one of them is don't wear flip-flops because you make too much noise. And I would pretty much live in my flip-flops all summer long. So anyhow, 
Beatrice um, is ready for more. So when she goes to school one day and the class hamster is missing, <laughs> it's time to put all of her practice and her instincts from home to good use. It's a vivid and expressive book. The illustrations are just the same, vivid and expressive as well. It's a perfect book to share. And again, it will spark lots of inferring with kids when you're reading it with them, whether you read it at home with them, in a classroom setting, whichever story time. Um, it's great. Beatrice Bly's Rule for Spies, The Missing Hamster by Sue Fleiss and Beth Mills. So jumping into my next book, this is another middle grade novel. It's The Parker Inheritance by Varian Johnson. This book was published in 2018 and I was so happy to discover it doing my research for this episode because I had not heard of it before and it's an absolutely beautiful story. It's a puzzle mystery inspired by Ellen Raskin's The West End Game. The mysterious story weaves in a ton of important themes, including social justice, racism, family dynamics, segregation, LGBTQ, and bullying. It has a multi-generational storyline that shifts, shifts from the year 2007 to present day to way back to the 1950s, adding a little historical fiction. I especially loved the cover, which I didn't quite get when I first picked up the book, but it, it features the two main characters cycling um, through like the present day colored version of their downtown city to the black and white past. And I just thought that was really clever and really beautiful. We follow 12 year old Candace Miller and her new friend Brandon as they use clues hidden in a long forgotten letter to uncover a secret hidden in their small town. Candace is new to Lambert, South Carolina, having recently moved into her into her deceased grandmother's house with her mom. Candace discovers a secret letter in her grandmother's attic, which sparks a new friendship and an exciting journey into the past. I absolutely love this book at its core. It's a multi-layered mystery, but it's so much more. I would recommend it to kids 10 plus. The timeline shifts a lot, so it can be a lot, a little confusing for our younger re readers. It's great as a standalone or as a group um, read with your class or your family. That's The Parker Inheritance by Varian Johnson. Okay, so my I've chosen a, a middle grade pick for this month, but it's definitely more of an early middle grade pick. So def, if you have a reader at home who is um, ready to take on a little bit more of an in-depth chapter book, then this is definitely one for them. This book is called Horace and Bunwinkle, and it's written by PJ Gardner. There are illustrations throughout the book by David Mottram, and it is the cutest little story. So Horace is a Boston Terrier, and Bunwinkle is a pot-bellied pig. Horace is a city dog. He does not like the smell of dirt. He does not like being out in the country, so his owner unfortunately moves him to the, to the farm one day, out to the country, and introduces him to his new sister which he thinks will be a dog and no it's not it's sweet little bunwinkle with her heart-shaped um, birthmark on her little snout and it's a pot-bellied pig so at first he's a little questionable about about this pot-bellied pig that's come into his life and their owner Eleanor just loves them both so she wants a different um, lifestyle for them so anyway here they are in the country um, they're left alone to spend some time together to get to know each other and the TV's often left on and there is a show with 
animals who investigate things. So they decide themselves that they really like the show and they become the pet detectives themselves and they investigate because they've heard rumors on the farm that animals are going missing. So they take it on as their mission to be the pet detectives and they investigate. Um, I love this book because if you, first of all, if you love animals, which I mean, there are so many great animal chapter books out there for readers, whether they're a young reader who's just picking up early chapter books or so on and so forth. This is a great introduction to that. And it is number one in this series. There will be, the other book is coming out in October of 2021. So this year, um, if you see the, the cover, I mean, it's absolutely adorable. You won't, you won't help but want to pick it up. It's just irresistible. So it's a great book, perfect for uh, animal lovers who are looking for an armchair mystery. It's, it's super cute. Loved it. That is Horace and Bunwinkle by PJ Gardner. Okay, sounds great. My next book is another another middle grade. It's Super Puzzletastic Mysteries, short stories for young sleuths for mystery writers of America. This is compiled by Chris Grabenstein, who is well known for his Mystery Limoncello's library series. Chris writes the introduction and contributes one story to the whole book called Snow Devils. This is a great, great book. It has 20 interactive short stories that invite readers to solve the mystery themselves. Stuart Gibbs, Kate Milford, and James Ponty are just some of the mystery authors included. I'd recommend it for kids aged nine to 12. All the stories are silly and fun and clever, humorous and engaging. The short story format is perfect for emergent and reluctant readers. You can easily jump into any story that catches your eye anywhere in the book. The commitment is literally only about 15 pages each. You can read them in any order, depending on your mood. Some of the stories include popular series characters, but you don't need to read those stories to understand these short stories. They're all standalone mysteries. The puzzles range in difficulty. I found the first few pretty easy to solve, but certainly they got trickier as you went along. Full disclosure, I'm terrible at figuring mysteries out, like absolutely terrible. So let's see what the kids think. I was super pleased to see that the solutions for each of the mysteries were found at the end of the book, which was super cool. Like I like how the stories would end and it would say turn to page such and such to you know, read an explanation on what how you would solve that mystery I thought that was really interesting um, definitely recommend the book for kids who enjoy solving puzzles and codes brain teasers and math it, it was reminiscent of the Encyclopedia Brown series perfect to read as a group I highly recommend our teachers to really incorporate this with your students especially grade grade five six and seven would be perfect because the stories are short but you would also have like a nice activity to actually solve the mystery with your group um again because it teaches problem solving really well um my favorite story was kate milford's the dapperlings she pays homage to the popular locked room type mysteries a group of boys as at a summer camp try to figure out who stole a jar from their cabin which is all part of a capture the flag kind of game the camp is playing i loved how the main character had a hilarious ghost sidekick named Medi. again adding lots of light humor to the story which a lot of these mysteries included that's chris grabenstein's super puzzle-tastic mysteries short stories for young sleuths from mystery writers of america 
Okay, so uh, this month for my emergent pick, it's my emergent pick is also a graphic novel. Uh, it is Simon and Chester's Super Detectives, written and illustrated by Kale Atkinson. Um, if you know Kale Atkinson, he has written lots of and illustrated lots of different picture books. And in particular, this book is a follow up to his picture book that he wrote in 2018, Sir Simon Super Scarer. That being said, you don't have to read Super Simon or Sir. Sir Simon in order to read Simon and Chester. So um, if you have read Sir Simon, you know that Simon is a ghost who has haunted a house that a grandma and grandson live in and Chester is the grandson. So this book takes you on a few a little bit later. They're now buddies and they are one day Simon's in the attic just trying to write a book. He likes to he wants to write a book um, and Chester is bored. And for any of us parents who are at home with our children right now during virtual school or anything, any day really, and you have a bored child, well, Chester is bugging Simon. I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. I'm going to implode from boredom. So Simon says, well, you know what? Let's let's play dress up or something. Let's go through the attic and see what we can do. So they find some costumes and sure enough, they become detectives. And Simon loves this. He's like, you know what? Um, a mystery is gonna fall in our laps. I can just feel it. So Cole Atkinson has the most amazing illustrations. Uh, a mystery does involve, a mystery ensues in the book and definitely read it to find out what happens. But I'm gonna gush about this book in other ways because clearly Kale Atkinson was a child of the 80s, like Leanna and myself, and grew up loving all the fantastic movies that came out in the 80s. So if you pick up this book and you've watched any great pop culture movies from the 80s, anything popular, then you will find all kinds of different Easter eggs hidden throughout this graphic novel. You'll find Ghostbusters, Goonies, Beetlejuice, Freddy Krueger, E.T., uh, the house number that Chester lives in with his grandmother. The house number refers to The Shining. Like, it's just, you know what? Like, I, I wish I could talk to him and just be like, Kale, like, I found a few, but I, I mean, there's got to be more. I did do a little bit of research. I followed him on Twitter and he did say there's like at least 45 references throughout it. So I'm like, what are the 45? Anyway, pick up this book. It's a great book. It's great for emergent readers, especially a graphic novel introduction, because it's not so daunting for them. Yeah, there's words there, but there's lots of fantastic illustrations. So they'll love it. It's easy for them to pick up and read with you or read on their own. It's fantastic. Simon and Chester, Super Detectives by Kale Atkinson. Genius. 80s references. Fantastic. Loved it. Well, if, if Kale is listening. Seriously. He can he can answer us on Twitter and just right. you know, just drop us a line, Kale. Right. We love your good, book. Good Canadian boy, right? It's good. We relate. We love the eighties. So okay. totally, totally. Okay, my last book is also a graphic novel. The title is Shirley and Jamila Save Their Summer by Canadian author, illustrator, and cartoonist Jillian Gertz. This is a contemporary graphic novel mystery set in Toronto. It's recommended to kids 9 and 12, and it is currently nominated for OLA's 2021 Silver Birch Award. So here's a quick setup. This is about two girls, Jamila and Shirley, who have become friends over one summer. Jamila Wahid is staring down a lonely summer in a new neighborhood until she meets Shirley Bones, 
Shirley is a little strange, but both girls need a new plan for the summer and they might as well become friends. I mean, there's nothing else to do, right? Then this kid, Oliver, shows up begging for Shirley's help. His pet gecko has disappeared and he's sure it was stolen. That's when Jamila discovers Shirley's secret. She's the neighborhood best kid detective and she's on the case. When Jamila discovers she's got some detective skills of her own, a crime solving partnership is born. The mystery of the missing gecko turns Shirley and Jamila's summer upside down. And when their partnership hits a rough patch, they have to work together to solve the greatest mystery of all, what it means to be a friend. This is a fun, age-appropriate take on Sherlock Holmes. It has a snappy, giggle-inducing dialogue accompanied by bold and beautiful illustrations. Shirley and Jamila make a fantastic duo, and I hope their adventures turn into a children's series. The story is inclusive and draws on themes like family and friendship, specifically a parent's love for their child, making friends, and feeling included. I got a little choked up when Shirley nervously explains to Jamila that she seems to think better when Jamila is around. Aww. This is also a great mystery primer for young students. I loved how Shirley explains how she solved things and followed the clues. This story celebrates the power of friendship and embracing our differences to not only make our lives, but the lives of others even better. It's it's so great. Highly, highly. I love the cover too. I know it looks great. It's a, so it's a wonderful. I'm so thrilled it was nominated for the Silver Birch. I may or may not have been part of that. <laughs> okay, I was. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great, great graphic novel. I think Jillian, she she's insanely talented, obviously, and I really hope this takes off into a series. That's Shirley and Jamila Save Their Summer by Jillian Gertz. Okay, that's it for episode eight, our mystery month. It's a mystery. As always, please check out the Brantford Public Library website for previous episodes if you're interested in other podcasts and book recommendations. And don't forget to check out our show notes too, because we have all of our other great books that we couldn't talk about. We just, otherwise we'd be here for forever talking. So definitely check out the website, BranfordLibrary.ca to find out all the other great recommendations we have as well. Okay. And don't forget to check out the website for other home-based activities for yourself and for your kids. There's lots of great content. Totally. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope we've introduced you to some new authors and children's titles. All the books discussed today are available in print and digital format on either Overdrive, Cloud Library, or Hoopla. Please visit BranfordLibrary.ca for more information about this podcast and other fantastic programs the library has to offer. Thanks. Bye-bye. Juicebox Book Talks is a Brantford Public Library podcast developed by Leanna Flimiani, that's me, and me, Laura Virag. Edited by Anna Flaherty. Music provided by Purple Planet through purple-planet.com.